You're listening to Terror is Really Not That Hard, a podcast where I debunk all the mysteries and misconceptions about the ever-polarizing tarot. Whether you're a super logical human being who wants science as an explanation, or someone who believes that there are some things that just simply cannot be explained, this podcast is for you. My name is Shorajit Dutt, I've been reading tarot for a few years now, and I'm on a mission to show the world just how fun and interesting tarot can be, because it really, really isn't that hard. Alright, now welcome to this episode on this rather controversial card, right? This card of death. It's surrounded by all these misconceptions and mysteries, right? That, oh, it's a card of death. This must be like the absolute worst card. Must Some people actually think it means that, oh, you're gonna die. <laughs> and it isn't really like that kind of a card, which even for that matter to me, I think that death is actually not one of those negative cards in tarot to me personally it's a positive card when it shows up in a reading i feel reassured and i feel like there's this clear path that i need to take and we'll really get into that and why i feel that way and i'm sure you guys will also feel that way after you get a little more clarity about what this card of death really is now before we can really talk about the card of death and what it means we have to really understand what sort of bracket in tarot it occupies, right? What sort of category is it in the cards of tarot, right? Because there are a lot. So 78 cards in a deck of tarot. And that's the usual metric, right? So based on that, where does this card of death fit in? So every reading in tarot revolves around what is known as the arcana. And the arcana are basically, think of it as a name for just those entities that tell you what's going to happen right they're just supposed to show you the answers and relevant topics to whatever you've asked so when it comes to the arcana right it's normally divided into two categories but i personally like dividing them into three because i feel like when you divide them into two there isn't as much clarity and i feel like some lines are sort of blurred and intertwined where they really shouldn't be so let me just explain what i mean Normally, the arcana is divided into the major and minor arcana. Now, personally, I like dividing it into the major arcana, the minor arcana, and what are known as the court cards. Now, the court cards are what I find to be just a completely different subclass, right, of all of these uh, arcana. So, let's address all of these arcana, right? So, the major arcana, right, is supposed to represent every stage of a personal spiritual life. Notice I said spiritual life there, so your physical age doesn't really matter. But what matters here is your spiritual age and to a certain extent your emotional age. So in this major arcana, what actually happens is there are 22 cards and each of these cards represents some stage of a person's life. So it starts off from number 0 and goes all the way to number 21. Now number 0 is a card known as the Fool which is a card that represents someone who is just really headstrong, could be considered reckless, kind of just pump full of emotions and just charging in head forth. And so people often call them the fool, right? Not to mean that this is a bad stage to be in, but it just shows a lack of experience and a desire to just take things by the horns, right? When it comes to number 21, that card is known as the world. That card is supposed to represent a sense of completion, right? Somebody who is at this stage feels 
really complete and feels really whole and feels like nothing's really missing from their lives. They feel complete as a human being. Now, for obvious reasons, that's very rare. But at the end of the day, it's still a stage that somebody can reach during their lives. And as a result, it's a part of the major arcana. Now, moving on to the minor arcana, what the minor arcana represents are a lot of things. And I know that sounds like a really vague abstraction for the sake of not having to explain it all. But really, it ranges from a variety of things. It can be emotions, it can be incidents, it can be what you're going through right now. It's a lot of things. So when I look at the major arcana and I look at the minor arcana, I like to think of the major arcana as the main salient points, those key details in a reading that you should pay the most attention to because like the name would imply, they're very major. And then the minor arcana, I like to think of as details or clarifications. So the major arcana might say, okay, let's take, for example, the fool, right? The card of the fool that I mentioned earlier, that you're headstrong, you're reckless, right? And in the minor arcana, you might find some cards in a reading that tell you how you're being reckless and how you're being headstrong. It may tell you, oh, you're overindulging in this aspect of your life, or you're not thinking things through. Maybe you like walking the difficult path. A lot of things, and it will be more specific. I was just trying to give an example of, you know, what you might run into. So now, where do these court cards come in? Now, in the minor arcana, you have four suits. You have the suit of cups that deal with emotion. You have the suit of wands that deal with the mind. You have the suit of pentacles, which are also sometimes known as the suit of rings which are commonly related to earthly possessions, money, you know, prospering in the home, that sort of thing. And you have the suit of swords, which is sort of the suit that harbors most of the negativity in tarot. Not to say that the suit of swords is entirely bad, but most of the members don't particularly have these positive connotations that you might want to hear. Now, why did I bring up these suits? Now, each of these suits have... 10 cards from 1 to 10, like the 1 of Wands, 2 of Wands, all the way up to 10 of Wands, and the same way with the other three suits. But they also have four court cards. Now, they might be called the King, Queen, Jack, Page. They might also be called Son, Daughter, Mother, Father. But the reason they're referred to like this, right, is because the court cards commonly represent people. They will have a bunch of personality traits and you will more than likely be able to relate most of those, if not all of those, to somebody heavily involved in the reading. Maybe a friend of yours is very involved in this problem that you're having right now. They may pop up and they will pop up in the form of a court card. And this is why I like to separate court cards from the major and minor arcana because it's not a part of the minor arcana in the same way that you would see it in a reading, right? Because if you see, as a tarot reader, if you see the minor arcana in a reading, then you're just like, okay, these are more or less the details. But when I see a court card, I think, okay, this is a person and, you know, we're going to have to have a talk about this person's involvement in this current problem, right? 
So it does become a very personal thing when you get into it. And I'd like to take this opportunity really to talk about privacy in a tarot reading because I feel like it's often not even discussed for that matter, let alone regarded. I personally, as a tarot reader, always make sure that everything that spills out, either via the cards or via whoever's taking the reading, never leaves the conversation and never leaves the room. And I feel like it's important for every tarot reader to do so. And I understand that it might not be possible for anybody to verify this sort of thing, but it's just a pet peeve of mine. I feel like people should really take privacy seriously in terms of tarot, especially when you have so much personal information coming out. Oftentimes, you know, people will take a reading with me and then like 10 people or more will be curious and sit around and be like, oh, what did it say? Oh, did it give these details? And I mean... I understand the curiosity, but it's best not to poke and prod in these situations because usually a lot of very sensitive information tends to come out. So anyway, that warning aside, where does the card of death, our little superstar for this episode, where does it fall in, right? So the card of death actually falls in to the major arcana. As you would expect, being the card of death, it has that gravitas that makes it fall into the major arcana. And now, of course, for the big question. What does it mean? What does the card of death signify? Now in tarot, the card of death signifies change. You might have heard this before, but what kind of change? Well, what the card of death is trying to get across to you, right, when it shows up, is that there is some aspect or some part of your life or your personality right now which has to go. It has to change. Otherwise, you're going to continue to have whatever problem that you're facing right now. Now, tarot being the super contextual thing that it is, let me give you an example. Now, for this example, let's tackle a real problem, right? Mental health, for one. Let's say there's somebody who's suffering with a lot of anxiety. They get anxious very often and they don't know why. So, they go to a tarot reader and they say, look, you know, I'm I'm getting very anxious all the time. And I don't know what's causing it. So now, what might happen in that sort of reading is the cards, right? Let's let's take a reference back to the court cards from earlier. Maybe some court cards show up and list out some personality traits. Let's keep that in mind. We're going to get back to that in a second. Along with those court cards shows up our little star, the card of death. Now, what would this signify? Would the card of death being a card that talks about change, transformation, and rebirth to a certain extent, is a card that would, in that situation, be trying to tell you, hey, look, you see these court cards? These are personality traits. And these personality traits are the ones that are causing you your anxiety. And this is what you need to change. This is what you need to work on. You have to transform yourself away from these qualities if you want to resolve this problem that you have with anxiety. So for reference, if you're ever wondering what this whole card of death is about, think of it as that kind of context. In that situation, the card of death doesn't appear in order to be some sort of negative element in that reading. It's actually very helpful. You have this problem and it says, okay, here are some code cards, right? These are the personality traits, which, you know, you have. And Here I am, the card of death, telling you that this needs to change. You have to transform yourself beyond this in order to be able to take control 
of your mental health and take control of your anxiety. Very real example, I know. But then at the end of the day, I feel like it'll help people understand better. And that's really all this is about, right? Because, you know, it's called terror. It's not really that hard. But now that I've told you that, hey, the card of death really isn't that big of a deal, you might be wondering that, okay, the card of death isn't a big deal, but what is? Remember how I said that the major arcana consists of 22 cards from number 0 to number 21, all representing a person's life and the stages they go through? Now, death is the 13th card. It's major arcana number 13. However, there are two cards basically adjacent to the card of death in numbering, right? That are really, really bad cards to get in a reading. Now, first, just one number away at number 12, right? Major arcana number 12 is a card called the hangman. Now, the hangman is supposed to symbolize sacrifice. Now, what the hangman actually tells you is there's something in your life that has to go. Either a personality trait, either a person, and almost every time, it's a person. Sometimes it can be a personality trait, but more than likely, it's just a person. The hangman basically tells you that this person has got to go. And similarly to the card of death, right, I can give the same example, right, with a court card showing up and this time the hangman showing up and it would just be, okay, whoever this court card is describing, they've got to go. Like this person can no longer be a part of your life. And I understand that, you know, a lot of people go, okay, but that can be a good thing too, right? And in hindsight, it can be but only really in hindsight, because when we're asking important questions, most of the time people really will not be happy about letting go of anybody in their close inner circles, right? Good or bad, doesn't really matter. That's why I really classify this card as a bad card, because I've never seen it show up in a situation where somebody's been happy about it. It always pops up in those moments, you know, somebody asking, should I continue in my relationship? The hangman shows up. Things like that is just, it brings a lot of heartbreaking moments to it, at least from what I've seen. Now next, just two cards away from the card of death, Major Arcana number 15 is a card that's almost appropriately named the devil. Now what the devil means is you have severe negativity or a severe addiction to something or the other that just is completely ruining your life. And this is one of those cards in tarot which really doesn't require any context. I mean, I don't feel like I need to give you an example here, right? Because you can just think of anything at all. I'm sure a lot of ideas are popping up in your head as to what this can signify. Now, of course, there are a lot of really positive members of the Major Arcana. But of course, we're going to be leaving that for another time. This, however, was the entire episode in which I hope to debunk all the myths about this infamous card of death, and I really hope that that's done it for you. As always, you can send me emails if you have any questions about tarot at tarotisreallynotthathard at the gmail.com, which will also be there in the description for this podcast. 
So join me next week when I talk about how the ever-famous three-card past, present, future, mind, body, soul spread in tarot is complete crap. My name is Shorjit Dutt and thanks for listening.